Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. As I mentioned to you earlier this morning, my name is Monica Ricky, and I am in the turquoise ring, somewhere near the top of the stage, more than likely. And I want to thank Glenn Lundy for starting this community. 
because this community has changed not only the the people I have in my life, but also the trajectory, the trajectory of my life. I, I just can't even explain to you how grateful I am for this. And um, along with coming to BWC in the mornings, uh, Monday through Saturday, for the last year and a half-ish, I have also, for the last probably three to four years, been building a coaching business. So prior to becoming a coach, I was a 20-year veteran of the organizing and productivity field. And when I shifted into coaching, I did it because I felt that I had done as much as I could do in that other field. And now I'm super excited and, and re-energized about bringing transformation to people, not through the vehicle of organization and productivity, which certainly is valid, but through coaching success habits for life and business. And it's really fun. It's really gratifying. And um, part of my work is what I share with you here on BWC in the mornings. So everything that we talk about on these Saturday morning segments is work I actually am doing in my business, which is super duper cool and in alignment. And everything is about alignment in life. So today, as we talk about today is the day and now is the time, I want to bring a specific, a very specific point to it around the concept of agency and action. But before I do that, I want to acknowledge who we have in the room here on our stage, because I see some folks in here that are not always here this early, and I want to thank you for being here this early. I really do. Um, TM, it is so good to see you this morning. Sir, I know I know that you're here often at 5.30, sometimes at 6 o'clock, but it is a real honor to see you at 5 a.m. Renee Noor, same thing with you. Nice to see you this morning very early. Of course, Mary Lynn and Christina and Dora Maria are always here at 5 a.m. Always appreciate you so much. And Rocky is in the house at 5 in the morning, girl. Whoop, whoop. Good for you. That is awesome. Renee, nice to see you. Melvin, Jennifer, William, Fiona. Limitless Sig is here. Angela, Jackie, oh my goodness, Mary Kim, Mary Kim Farkas, and two Jackies, Bella, Health, oh my goodness, Shante, you're here, Regina, so nice to see you, all the champions in the excellent, in the Garden of Excellence, thank you so much for being here this morning as we share and talk about agency and action, and listen, uh, today is a conversation kind of day, right, I always say that, and sometimes I lie, Sometimes I say it's going to be interactive and then I get myself on a roll and then it's not so interactive, but I really do want today to be interactive because we can all relate to this, this idea of agency and action. So there's a difference. There's a real distinct difference between agency and action, and they are linked together. We're going to talk about how agency is the belief that you have influence over your life, right? It's, it's your feeling of influence and the ability to control the course of your life. Action is how you express that agency, right? Action is the sort of the byproduct of agency. And when you don't have a high level of agency in your life, you tend to not take action and vice versa. And so we're going to talk today about how you can cultivate a greater sense of agency in your life and why it's important. And of course, what are some of the some of the outcomes we get by being in the moment, saying today is the day, now is the time and and moving from being stillness or or being in stillness into being in action through cultivating a greater sense of agency in your life. So 
Um, and and the, a lot of what I'm going to bring to you today is from a book called The Power of Agency. And it's, um, gosh, I can't remember when the copyright, when it was copyrighted. I don't think it's an old book. It's by a man named Paul Knapper and another man named Anthony Rao. And so we're going to talk about seven principles of building agency and increasing your tendency to get into action today that come directly from the book. So let's start by talking about um, what agency is in a more specific sense. So in simple terms, what I mentioned earlier is that it's that feeling we have of being in command, of, of being in control of our lives. And when we have that feeling, we're able to be in alignment. I use that word all the time because it's so, so powerful. But we're able to be in alignment and live in ways that reflect the things that we're interested in, the things that we value, the things that motivate us, right? We're able to say, I value X and in line with my value of X, I do Y. I take an action. So this is something we can see every day. In fact, the quote by Ralph Walter Emerson, I just thought of this as, as I'm talking about it, who you are speaks so loudly I can't hear what you say. That's exactly what we're talking about this morning. Who you are informs your actions, right? And so building agency and being able to take action in alignment with the things we value creates a really beautiful, fulfilling life. So building agency is central to what therapists um, tell us that we need to do in helping improve our lives. And we're going to talk about that a little bit as well, um, about how agency can contribute to or not contribute to your mental health. Because, you know, mental health is such a topic. It's been such a topic for quite a long time, right? So agency is also about being active rather than passive and being able to not only being able to react and respond to challenging situations, but also having the innate confidence that even if you don't know what a challenging situation might be coming down the road, that you, you have the confidence that you'll be able to handle it. That's also an incredible uh, a factor or an aspect of agency is that feeling of being prepared and being confident. And, and what undermines that is, is so much of what most of us live in from day to day to some degree, which is overwhelm, right? I mean, imagine imagine a day when you felt overwhelmed and, and maybe that's every day for you. And when you become overwhelmed, you don't feel confident that you can handle anything else because you're already, you're, you're already at the top of your bucket, right? Your bucket is already full. So one more thing, one more little drop in that bucket is gonna make it over, overflow. And so being able to cultivate this sense of agency so that you know that whatever does come along, you can handle it, helps, helps you to avoid that sense of overwhelm because you, you get really clear on what your priorities are, what's important to you, and what you need to do to move one step forward. And, and in, the ability to do that helps you to create new possibilities for your life, right? Being in action and having agency creates new possibilities, whereas sitting still creates change, but all around you, not within you, not within your life. You can watch change go on around you. 
but you don't actually make those changes. And so that's why this is such an important discussion this morning. Um, getting into action depends on your belief that you can take the action. When I moved to Atlanta, uh, let me think when it was. It was 1996 I moved to Atlanta and I did not know, I didn't have a job at the time. I knew one person who lived uh, in Atlanta at that time, but I had lived for 11 years in Philadelphia. And so I, I, I really, I didn't have, <laughs> I know it'll be shocking for somebody to hear this. I didn't have a plan, but I, I didn't have a whole lot of a plan. I had a tiny little bit of a plan. But what I did have was the belief that I would be able to handle whatever showed up when I got to Atlanta. Like it, it's, <laughs> I'm sitting here next to a cat, a beautiful, huge black cat. And it made me, as I was looking at her, I was thinking about how cats have this incredible sense of agency in their lives. If you've ever owned a cat, and I swear to God, I'll tie this together with the Atlanta move. If you've ever owned a cat and you've ever watched them sit on the ground and look up at a high shelf or look up at a box that's taller than they are and they want to jump into the box, they have to jump up and over and they literally will drop into a box and they have no idea what is in that box because they can't see in it until they get there. That was what moving to Atlanta was like for me because I didn't know what I was going to run into when I got there, but I still had the belief that I would be okay. Just like cats believe that when they jump up over the rim of a box that they can't see into, they fall down into the box. They don't think there's going to be a snake there. They don't think there's going to be anything in there, but air, right? They have that belief that whatever's there, they'll deal with it because that's how cats roll. And that's kind of how I felt when I moved. So what happened was because I had that belief that I could do it and I was in control of my life and I was directing my own destiny, I took the action which completely changed the trajectory of my life in a good way, in a wonderful, fantastic way. But it was only the belief in my, in my ability to do it was it led me to do it, right? And so that's kind of that's the important piece I want to talk about today. Has anyone on the stage um, this morning, is this bringing anything up with you to re remembering something you might have done uh, in the same way, just kind of going out on faith with nothing but the belief that you'd figure it out? That's tremendously empowering. If if you have something like that, um, Rocky, jump in, girl. And then Mary Lynn, I see you flashing. Let's go, Rocky, then Mary yeah, Lynn. Yeah, um, absolutely. Good morning, Monica. So this resonates with anybody that has joined the military service and served our country because we have no clue what we're getting into. We have that fear of, you know, basic training and going overseas. And then we pretty much go in head first and it ends up being a very rewarding experience but you know once you sign that contract all you have is you know youtube videos and misconceptions until you get into it but it ends up being an amazing experience so i'll pass it back to you monica oh my gosh absolutely you the, well that was a perfect example rocky i've never served and thank you for serving and thank everyone on the stage and in the garden for serving who has done so but you're right you have this this uncertainty the only thing you are certain of is that you're leaving on this day bam <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Mary Lynn. Well, I did see TM flash, so I wanted to let TM go because I talk a lot in the mornings. <laughs> TM. 
you uh you you're good uh maryland feel free good morning champions um lo- love the the conversation you started off here monica but uh maryland go for it oh i was just gonna say first thing i thought was motherhood i was like i was 27 i was a wild child you know dancing on tabletops we've talked about that before <laughs> dm laughs at that um and you know, no, no guidebook, no idea. Nobody even thought I'd be a good mother. And I'm like, nope, I'm going for it. And it's been a ride. And I was the an amazing mother, quite frankly. And I have an amazing child. And it's been a journey. But that was the first thing that I thought of. Maryland, I do laugh every time because I can see you on that tabletop with all that energy. <laughs> yeah. I, I really. I can. absolutely can too, Maryland. Just for the record. <laughs> It fits. <laughs> it does. You know, what, what came to me, um, you know, Monica was, you know, when I had to transition, I got an opportunity, um, you know, when I was supporting Verizon to leave Virginia, where I was managing a call center of about 700 agents and uh, expand the business into Tampa. That's that's literally what got me to Tampa, Florida, opening up a brand new call center for 350 agents. Um, I had no family. Uh, I had never lived, you know, that far down south alone. I'm, I'm a northern dude. And, you know, when that opportunity came, it was like, you know, you have to let us know, you know, in like 48 hours. Like this was an opportunity I had not applied for. Uh, had never considered, and in 48 hours, uh, my life is about to change, right? And, you know, I took that opportunity. I took that opportunity, and, um, you know, listen, it's all about the agency within, uh, knowing regardless, like you said, and I loved it, that, you know, you you can make it happen, you know? And I know with God, all things are possible. So, you know, Tampa changed my life. I'm, I'm in Atlanta now. But the decision to go to Tampa changed my life. TM, what a great example. All three of you gave great examples of how just walking into a new situation, having no idea what to expect, displays a powerful sense of agency and faith and belief in yourself. And you know what? As you were speaking, and Mary Lynn, as you were speaking, and I, I God bless America. I'm sorry I missed the tabletopping dancing days. Um You know who has a tremendous sense of agency? Children. We are absolutely born innately believing we can do anything. We can do anything when we're children. We can leap off the roof of the garage wearing a towel for a cape thinking we can fly. Don't ask me how I know that one. But this is that that inborn, inborn innate belief in ourselves that sometimes gets eroded as we move into adulthood and we... We begin to take on kind of the, uh, the burdens, the mental burdens of the world around us. And we begin to have that agent sense of agency that we're born with begins to diminish. And we, and we no longer believe in ourselves. So that's what we're going to talk about today around the power of agency um, is this, this book and the seven principles that these gentlemen outline for building agency and for increasing your bias for action. Because we all know this, every day we talk in Breakfast with Champions, we're talking about some fashion of taking action, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's the benefits of it, whatever it is. 
so much of our conversations are around taking action and getting ourselves to take action. And so the agency precedes the action because we will not act on something unless we believe there is a possibility we can win. So the first thing that uh, the authors of The Power of Agency, which is Paul Knapper and Anthony Rao, if you want to look it up, the first thing of the seven that they talk about is, is controlling your stimuli. In order to build agency in yourself, you have to control your stimuli. And what does that mean? Specifically, that means identifying the distractions in your life that show up, that, that impact your ability to choose where your attention goes. Attention is your most, you know, we used to say time is your most valuable asset. Here's the thing. Attention is actually your most valuable asset. Because unless you can determine where you put your attention, you just go in circles all day, every day, never getting anything done, but getting a lot of stuff started, right? So controlling your stimuli. What is the most, <laughs> the most destructive device we have for our attention is the one we're talking on right now. It's our phone, right? Controlling the use of the phone in itself will change your game in terms of controlling your stimuli, right? The other thing about controlling stimuli is that it builds your ability to focus and concentrate. The more you exercise small displays of discipline around your phone and your computer, and if for you, it also may be the TV for you. That's not my particular challenge at all. I haven't watched TV in probably three years, but, um, but some people do struggle with being pulled by the television, right? The more you improve in incremental ways, your concentration, your focus, your ability to resist distraction, the more you build the muscle of focus and concentration, and it makes you less susceptible to impulsively acting. So how do you do that? How do you reduce your influence or your being influenced by the phone? Well, you make your phone more of your assistant and less of your master. So you turn off your notification, for example. You put your phone away in a drawer at a certain time in the evening so you can engage with your family or yourself. You, what else could you do to, to uh, reduce the distraction that your phone gives you? Anyone? Anyone have any habits they're doing? Like right now I turn my phone off at 8 p.m. That's my goal every night to turn my phone off at 8 p.m. so that the blue light doesn't continue to come into my eyes and disrupt my sleep. Anyone else using any good phone habits you want to share? Phone hygiene, as it were? Just bad. Just bad. No, okay. you know, my, my, Monica, what I wanted to do, and, you know, I actually attribute this to uh, the Power to Soar conference. We We had several dynamic speakers there. We had one speaker... Um, who was a doctor of technology. Um, and he told us, you know, what the radiation from the various devices was actually doing uh, to us, specifically for, for those of us who sleep with our phones right by our bedside. Um, and I have multiple phones. <laughs> so it's like three times, four times, um, you know, the, the, the radiation plus laptop, right? A lot of times in the bed. 
but I started to, as a best practice, uh, following his advice to leave my devices in the, in the kitchen, right? And, and, and in the living room area and remove it from my bedroom at night. Um, and I absolutely can feel the difference uh, in energy, right? Um, because of what comes from the, the different devices. And so a best practice I would also suggest because it works and, and try it yourself, right? When at, at night, literally leave your device in the kitchen, uh, remove it from the bedroom so that it's not uh, interfering with your sleep and your body, Tia. That is a great idea. There's so much research and still really emerging research around the effect of the little LED displays on our phones and the clocks and the stereo systems and the TVs that are emitting light as we sleep. And as you said, the, the, the radiation that comes from the, the, the waves that come from our devices that when they're near our heads when we sleep. So I am all about experimentation. That is the amazing thing about being a human being is that we get to experiment. We get to try things and, and say, yes, this worked great for me or meh, didn't work so great. Let me change something else. Let me try something else. So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. The next thing is seven, in seven principles is to associate selectively. This is really interesting. Mood is contagious. You know how it is when you walk into a room, you can feel the energy in a room that's because we all have energy that we operate with, right? So mood is like a social contagion <clears throat> and it can really impact you. The, the, the mood of other people, the mood of an environment, the mindset of an environment, right? And the, there's an interesting um, study called the Framingham Heart Study. This is fascinating. The Framingham Heart Study followed people from 1983 to 2003. So what is that? 93, 2003. That's 20 years. 20 years. On average, the people that they studied, <clears throat> on average, they found that for every happy friend that you have in your social network, your chance of being happy goes up by 9%. Now, wait, that's for every single happy friend. So if you surround yourself with 10 happy friends, your chance of happiness increases by 9% for every happy friend. That's like 90% if my math isn't wrong. But here's the interesting thing. It also works the other way. For every unhappy friend that you have in your network, your chance of being happy goes down by 7%. So... Doesn't that, doesn't that just bring home that whole, that whole idea that um, we hear about so often, which is you are the, I, I'm not going to say it right exactly, but you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. It, it ties in with that, right? Happiness mood is contagious. This is why it's important to, to associate selectively surrounding yourself with people that are healthy, that are have a mindset that resonates with you, that are supportive, that you can also be yourself with and, and, and elevate them through your positive energy, right? We all know when we get a room, if you've been to anything Breakfast with Champions, you know what it feels like in that room. I mean, it is incredible, the buzz 
that's in a room when you get around champions like that are that come together like these um in these mornings right when you go to grow for god or when you went to if you went to new york or any of these other events so choosing who you have in your life is really important now the here here's the other interesting thing you can't always choose who you have in your life because sometimes the people that you have in your life that aren't your happy people are the ones that you grew up with you they're your family they're your close friends right but what you can do is you can mitigate the impact that they have on you by filling yourself with communities like this by filling yourself with the books the podcasts you know the articles the things that you read the people you associate with outside that that core group to fill yourself up and so that when you fill yourself up you show up in a different way in those rooms and those people can also be affected but it's important to remember that you don't have to drop to the mood of the room you can maintain your energy level and you refill yourself on a daily basis that helps you maintain that so that's the second thing the third thing is moving boy physical movement again there's so much there's been so much research around physical movement and how it impacts your your psychology physiology impacts psychology feeling follows action so often we get it backwards so often we wait for a feeling to take action we wait until we feel like exercising to exercise we wait until we feel like taking a walk to take a walk or we wait until we feel like writing a card or a letter to somebody before we actually do it or whatever it is grocery store cooking meal whatever it is we wait until we feel like it and and that's absolutely backwards our feelings come when we propel ourselves into action and when we have agency that chain of events happens so much more fluidly happens less with less friction right so focusing on movement in your body is a really fantastic way to cultivate that agency because the more you move physically the more you move psychologically mentally it increases your physical and mental strength movement does and you don't have to be at the gym for an hour every day you just have to move i have put dancing on my daily movement list it's literally a target y'all know that i talk about these targets i hit every day i have this app that helps me to set my intention for the day around the virtues i want to embody and then actions or targets that express those virtues so one of my targets around movement is dancing every day and let me tell you how much fun it is it's just wherever it happens there's music on there's not music on i'm dancing i love to move and it helps me to feel in control and it helps me to build that sense of whatever it is man bring it on i got it whatever it is so controlling stimuli associate selectively with human beings and information choose wisely and move your body those are your first 3 number 4 is position yourself as a learner that's what you're doing this morning positioning yourself as a learner listening questioning digging in getting curious observing your own daily routine by the way is another way we learn i have clients all the time it's so stinking exciting my clients text me all the time and say i noticed this 
I noticed when I do this, I feel like that. I notice when I do X, my kids relate to me in a different way. That's positioning yourself as a learner, observing the results that you're getting in your life and what inputs did you do to create those results, right? What's happening around you? I notice when I get up before the sun, I feel this way. If I wait until 10 o'clock, I feel that way, right? Actively questioning your own behaviors, your own thoughts and learning, Com continuously expanding in your, in your body of knowledge about yourself helps you to relate to the people around you in a different way, in a more powerful way, in a more confident way. And confidence goes to agency. We know that. The next one is managing your emotions and your beliefs. So this is a big topic and we don't have time to dig super, super into it today. But cultivating a sense of self-awareness and as we talk about when you feel the emotion, to not just feel it, but to ask yourself, well, what is it really? What is it? What am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling like this? Why is that girl bugging me? <laughs> I hear myself saying that a lot. Why is that person bugging me right now? Because it's never about that person. It's always about me. It's something me that's I'm I'm doing or that I'm thinking about or that I'm not doing that is bugging me about the other person. I was just I was just writing about this the other day actually. And, and flash your mics if you if you can relate to this. And if you if you flash your mics, you are a courageous person. But when you see somebody winning in an area that you're not winning, does it bug you? It bugs me. It's under my skin. Yeah, Christina flashing, TM flashing. What is that about? What do you all think that's about? Because you know that you you should put in more work, right? If, if they did it, why didn't you do it? I was, I'm speaking totally for myself, right? I procrastinate, right? So when, when I see something accomplished, right, it, it makes me personally reflect on the fact that I set my ass around right? When I should have been doing uh, the, the main thing, right? So, you know, when, when you know what you should be doing, you have to get rid of the procrastination. And so for me, that's what I'll always reflect on, right? Um, because we, we all are given the same amount of time, same 24 hours in a day, Monica, right? How we invest uh, our time and our resources make all the difference in the world. So for me, that, that's what bugs me me i'm i'm I bug, i'm bugging myself at the end of the day right <laughs> because if they did it I, I should uh be able to do it as well if that's my goal i agree oh, TM, and it, i agree and it also makes you get off of your butt and go do what you're supposed to do when that happens as well so i agree oh my gosh you hey, guys Monica. are both right on yes jump in please jump in Monica is limitless sneakers. So I have been learning from um, Vishen Lakiani. He talks about how jealousy, feeling that uh, feeling of jealousy that people have made it into something bad, but that you can actually use it to be a good indicator for you of somewhere that you know is a place that you should be doing something better in 
So if you see somebody winning in an area and you feel that emotion of jealousy, instead of focusing on the other person, bring it in and say, hmm, why is this pushing my button? Is it something that I want to achieve? And what do I want to achieve in this area? And what do I need to do to do better in this area? Because it's an indication of your soul that this is some area that you have interest in. Yeah, I just want to say for me, Monica, I have no problem celebrating people's uh, achievements, right? I mean, you you know that that's just me and my character in real life, right? To to edify and to celebrate. Um, so you know, I, I don't think for myself the jealousy piece ever really uh, seeps. You know, you use the word bother, right? Yeah, it bothers me, but I don't think I'm I ever move into that jealous realm. I'm not envious of people. I, I celebrate people. I know that's a principle. Uh, first and foremost, but I totally agree uh, with what you stated, uh, Limitless. Yeah, y'all are y'all are hitting it big time. Does someone else have an open open mic you want to share? Please. Yes. Me. Hey, I'm hey everybody. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. I'm in a hotel room. This is Bella. Loud and clear. We can hear you. Hey, thanks. Good morning, Tim. I got to skip praises of you, Tim, because, you know, like Monica say, you are the man. Hey, I'm going to be quick. If y'all can hear me, I'm trying to not talk loud. Y'all know me, right? But hey, here's my testimony, Tim. Monica, this is awesome. Here I go with my testimony. Limitless, Limitless, you are on spot. I am right now, Tim. I'm a northern girl, too, right, Tim? So guess where I'm at, everybody? Guess where I'm at? Come on, Tim. No, I'm in Frostburg, Maryland. Let me say that one more time. People probably never heard, TM. Let me slow down. And I got people in the room. I'm in Frostburg, Maryland. Why? Because Bella, a.k.a. Linda, is at her homecoming alumni. Come on, TM. I'm that girl. I'm not going to give my age, but y'all know I'm a little dated, right? Let's say I have wisdom, TM. How about that? But I'm up here at Frostburg State University. Yeah, for y'all don't know who from Maryland. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, I am. And Frostburg State University is dear to me, Monica. You know why? Because this is my alumni. This is the college I graduated from. And I have not been back in over 20 years, TM. 20 years, TM. So I am here with the breakfast of champions of my former life, TM. Okay? Because I have to spare my soul. I am in the Greek nine. I'm one of the divine nine. So I'm up here chilling with my frat and sorority sisters. What am I saying? Hey, we are all champions. Why Why am I getting up in the morning, Monica? Because I'm hooked, TM. I'm hooked on the breakfast with champions. And I'm that girl. I'm that guy. So anybody can help me to get off my phone, TM. I'm going to tell the truth always. I have not learned to get off my phone, Monica. It's a double-edged sword because I love this room and I'm going to do anything. I'm telling myself that, Monica, TM, anything to get on this line. You know why? Because this energy is, ooh, contagious, right, TM? Because I am a contagious kind of girl. I know who I am, Monica, right? I am a breakfast with champions. But sometimes, Monica, along with that pain comes conditions, right, TM? Cause habits. I'm going to admit it. If somebody can help me get off my phone, help Bella. I've been on this phone for over 20 years, and it is my life. And I know I have to balance myself, Monica. I really do. But sometimes this thing called social media, it catches a fire. And we must learn to slow down and balance ourselves. But I don't know, Monica, if anybody can give me any tips about the phone. 
Let me know, because I'm in the bathroom, y'all. Try not to speak loud. Listen, Monica, right? I got three people up in here. Come on, TM, you know my energy. And I'm trying, but I said, oh my God, I didn't want to wake them up, but y'all, I'm hooked on Breakfast with Champions. I need the energy. Come on, TM, come on, TM, chime in, TM. Help me, somebody. I'm going to tell the truth. And one more thing I'm going to say. I'm funny, but I'm true. Hey, y'all, listen. Absolutely. Let's admit it. Let's be truthful. Come on, y'all. We got a little, uh, you know, what she and he did. But you know what, Limitless? You are right. Because when we stop being jealous, I don't use that word. Stop using no negative words. I don't use those words. But like you said, Limitless, when somebody's doing something, it's not shade. It's not jealousy. It's to me, you should recognize, like Limitless said, in your soul. Because this is how I do it, TM. I try not to. I try to be 100% authentic to the man upstairs, right, Tim? But to me, Limitless, when I feel that way and I see somebody, Monica, it reminds me, hey, Bella, you ain't on your job, right? Because the God I serve tells me he is no uh, person of where he favors anybody else, right? So come on, y'all, get on the gob. Somebody help Bella get off the phone, but I'm in the bathroom. She had people practicing. My alumni. Homecoming is a day over 20 years. Come on, somebody. I am fired up and ready to go. Help me, somebody. Help me. Thank, thank oh you, Bella. We, we appreciate you. Bella, you're cracking me up. So, Bella, <laughs> I do a, I do a monthly Zoom call, and, um, and, and it's all around self-mastery and accountability and such, and you are welcome to join that if you feel like that would help you to, uh, to put that on your accountability list to join that discussion with us every month, just uh, DM me your email address. I'll send you the invite. That'll be the 19th of October this month. Um, but you're cracking me up and I'm absolutely, you're absolutely right. And, and you know what? Sometimes in the hotel, you got to walk down to the lobby and take your breakfast with champions calls. You can't be in the bathroom. Come on, man. <laughs> l l l listen, she, 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 <laughs> she's waking up people like Glenn in the morning uh, in, in the hotel with a lot of passion. She is. She is. We're talking about emotions and the and the and being able to manage your emotions and, and beliefs around your life and around who you are and cultivating that greater sense of self-awareness. And that's the other piece that action does, by the way. Like so we have known for years about the connection between your action and your emotion, but we don't fully understand and recognize the connection between the control, like where the control comes from, right? So, so we, what we can't control is the feeling, the emotion, but what we can control is the action. And that's why your actions regulate, can help you regulate your emotion. And when I say action, I mean movement, right? Physical movement. And William sent me a, William sent me a message about movement and how important it is to him as well in the back channel. So um, I'm going to get back on track as well uh, with my notes here. So positioning yourself as a learner, managing your emotions and beliefs, also checking your intuition. This is something that people who don't feel powerful in their lives tend to be weak on is trusting their gut. Learning to trust your gut and access your intuition rather than shutting it out is really powerful. I want to tell you about something. Um, a person I used to be married to used to have a, a small business. This is, I don't know what year it was, uh, probably 2003-ish. And I remember that they had an employee back in the day who was falsifying expense reports to embezzle money. So the 
the short story is he would say he was going on trips with clients or for clients, or he would say he was going on golf outings or taking people to dinner. And he was submitting all these expenses. Um, but, but it turned out they were all false. They were fake. He was just basically submitting expenses to get extra money, right? Reimbursements. Well, the interesting thing is that this person I was married to at the time said to me, we were talking about it, and 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 he, the guy had had gotten something in the neighborhood of seventeen thousand dollars, basically in in uh, we'll call it embezzlement, embezzled funds, and in a small, tiny little startup business, seventeen thousand dollars is is not a small amount of money when you're just a couple, three, four guys in a in a business. But what was interesting about this experience is that um, my former husband said to me, you know, I had a had a weird feeling about him when I interviewed him. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you, you had a weird feeling about a guy you interviewed and yet you still hired him? So tell me about that a little bit more. Yeah, For listening to your intuition. It's, it's not there by accident, right? When we can learn to tune into that gut feeling we get an additional spiritual guide helping us to navigate life. So that one weird feeling that that, that person ignored cost him $17,000 and who knows how much extra effort and aggravation and who, you know, all the stuff that comes with trying to get rid of an employee that did something like that, right? If he had in that moment said, man, there's something up with this guy. I just, I don't know. There's something weird about this. My gut's not, not sitting right with this. He would have probably dug a little farther, maybe done a background check, maybe realized the guy already had a record and was a felon. I'm just saying your intuition is there for a reason. And when you listen to it, you help again, create that, cultivate that sense of agency in your life. Like, yeah, I'm smart. Like, I got this. I'm capable. I'm smart. I have what I need inside me to guide me. All right. I just said that for the first time ever. Someone write it down. I, <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. I have what I need inside me to guide me. And the seventh one, we've already talked about six, control stimuli. Associate selectively with people who empower you and elevate you. Move your body. Position yourself as a learner. Manage your emotions and beliefs. Check your intuition. And the last one is deliberate, then act. Deliberate, then act. Don't just deliberate. Don't just act. Do them both in concert. Using that thought process allows you, like having a filter, having a process, a deliberation process, allows you to look at options in advance, project potential outcomes, contemplate your action steps rationally before you just leap off a cliff, right? So, so it's interesting because deliberation is powerful, action is powerful, but standing alone, they're not as powerful as when you combine them. It's very much, I just thought of this, it's very much like food and exercise. Food, the food program you're on is really powerful around your health, your fitness, your, your getting your body to release fat. The 
exercise program you're on can be also very powerful. And independent of each other, you will see benefit. But together, it's rocket fuel. So that's why we're talking about deliberating and then acting so that you can act based on data that you have in the past, your own experiences, and projecting possible outcomes in the future. So there's your seven, top seven ways, seven principles for building agency and increasing your tendency for action. Agency, as we go back to, if we recap what agency is, it is the belief that you are the director of your life, that you can control the, the trajectory and the twists and turns that your life has. Can you fully control it? No. We know that. We absolutely know that. But that you have an influence over it and that you have the confidence to handle anything that when you go around a curve in the road, what might be there? It could be a bear. It could be a bunny. You're, ha you're handling each one. You have that confidence to do that, right? And then, of course, once you have that sense of agency and you work on that every day and you fill yourself up and, and, and you bolster your own sense of being a human being who walks with intention through the world, who walks deliberately who chooses his or her path. When you have that intention and you have that mindset, it's like the action almost magically happens. You, you can't not take action. You, you revert back to that childlike, powerful, innate sense of anything is possible. And when you have that and you take action, you're in the habit of taking action, you create momentum. You are a stone in the, in, in the pond of life, right? You're the rock that makes the ripple. That's what creating agency does, is it precedes the action. And the action precedes the mood. And the mood begets more action. It's a beautiful cycle, really. So much of life is cyclical, and this is one of those. So if you struggle with, Anxiety, for example, increasing your sense of agency is very, very helpful. If you struggle with relationships, increasing your sense of agency around what you want and understanding that you can have it is very helpful. You don't have to stay in relationships that aren't empowering. You don't have to stay in situations, and jobs and careers and houses and whatever, whatever it is in your life, right? You, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. You may not have a hundred percent of the choice, but you always have a choice. And that's what we're talking about today. What's coming up at about nine minutes before the hour? What's coming up for y'all? Open those mics, pop on in here. Hey, Monica, good morning. It's Linnell Burns. Excellent segment. Oh my gosh. I, I It's so funny you're talking about this because I was, um, I was watching a video the other day of a woman who talked about a, a speaker that she was looking to have at one of her, um, one of her conferences. And she ended up talking to the woman because she had seen some things on social media and she was very enthralled with the things on social media. And so she contacted this person and she was like, oh, okay, well, I'd love for you to come down and speak at my conference because I see everything that you're doing. And um, 
she's the other woman when she contacted her she said to her i would love to be at your conference but right now i'm sleeping on someone's couch i was evicted from my house and the lady says the next the same day she ended up posting a picture of a chanel bag and red bottom shoes and she was standing in the middle of the the street with the red bottoms and she said do not create your reality based on somebody else's fantasy because you don't know what someone else is going through and i thought this was such a great um a great point that you brought this morning because we are the directors of our own lives and tm talked about being bothered when he sees someone you know it's not jealousy but he's seeing someone that is accomplishing something that he feels that he should have accomplished. We never know what the backstory is, and we don't know if the accomplishment is actually true unless there are actual receipts on it or how that person is actually, um, you know, step into the forefront. And so I thought this was such a great great conversation this morning, Monica. Thank you so much for all that you do. I'm glad that I was able to pop in and hear it. This is Linnell, the Soul Mentor. I'll go ahead and mute myself out. Thank you, Linnell, for sharing that. What a story. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, we're all on our own journey. We're all on our own road. And, and it's so easy to look at somebody else's life and think one thing or another about it. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes we look at someone else's life, we go, man, they live a charmed life, you know, or they, they've been lucky or they've been fortunate or whatever. And then other times we look at someone else's life and we think, what's up with that guy? Like, wow, what a loser. But here's the thing, until you see the whole picture, you can't really make those kind of judgments, just like no one else can look at your life and judge where you are because all they see is, is this moment now. We don't see the history. We don't see full context. So what a beautiful reminder. Thank you, Linnell, for that. Who else has something to share this morning before hey, we wrap this hey, I'll chime back in real quick. You know, I think it serves as motivation. I totally agree with what Lin Linnell just said, but I think, you know, it, it, it serves as motivation, right? And in whichever direction it needs to, I, I think, right? Uh, that that's what human connection is really all about. It, it's about us inspiring uh, one another. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to tap in and share that. You know, I, I think it should serve, I'll say that, as motivation, as as that that's what it does for me a lot of times, right? That's why you need to be around people uh, who are doing the thing, right? Because uh, their words of wisdom, their actions, right? Their schedule, their routine, it influences you, right? It serves as motivation, TM. Absolutely, it does, TM. And you know, you you inspired something and I have, I hear someone else wanting to pop in, which I will absolutely let you do in just a second. You inspired a thought in me that just flew up. And when I'm coaching, I have these, like, I have words and pictures that fly in my mind and I have to say them before they go away. Wins and losses. Every single person who has ever been born and who will ever be born will have wins and will have losses or learnings, right? We win or we learn. And, and sometimes we'll meet somebody, they're in the middle of winning. And sometimes we meet them, they're in the middle of learning. And we just don't know. We just don't know, you know, when that period is going to be over. And you might meet me today and I'm winning and you might meet me next week and I'm learning. Right. And same with you. So it's all this ebb and flow. And that is why community is important, because when you're learning, I'm here for you. 
When you're in a hard time, I'm here for you. And when I'm in a hard time, you're here for me. So thank you. Who is the one that was, um, I think it was a woman's voice chiming in. Please do. Hey, it was Shantae, Monica. I'm, I'm really loving this conversation. But the teacher in me was just chomping at the bit because like, I just really feel like I got to reclaim some words for us because people don't have a full understanding. And we've just allowed so many words to be taken on the negative tangent. But if we really look at the full definitions, because it's not just one, and you go back to the original word, there's a reason why the Bible says that God was jealous. So we, we're wired innately, and it doesn't, it's not a negative thing all the times. It's all, all about your perspective on it. So you gotta take my word for it. You guys can go back and you can pull up the definitions right now. It's says about being fiercely protective or vigilant about your right, your possessions, also demanding faithfulness. And so when we are slightly bothered by an action that we're seeing, we're responding. That's that demanding faithfulness thing that's coming up about something that we needed to be faithful for within our own lives. So it's not about coveting. Like there's a difference between, I think oftentimes when people are using the word coveting and jealousy as if they're the same and it's not. So I just really wanted us to kind of, you know, own and understand the context of what Monica said and what TM said as far as the word jealousy. It is not, you know, always, it's not a negative thing and it has multiple meanings. So we're responding to that protective thing within us to take action on certain things we're noticing. I think jealousy was put in us on purpose and for a purpose. So thank you so much for allowing me to share. I'm Shantae with the flair. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it, Shantae. I love when you chime in with the flair. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is kind of an interesting thing. Um, and what you made me think of when you were speaking was that that feeling and that it's a, it's a, a misalignment. I, I, I feel like I just wrote about this. In fact, I think I did just write about this on LinkedIn the other day. I wrote an article on LinkedIn and I was mentioning about that uneasy feeling about when we see someone else doing what we want to want to do, do we direct that uneasy toward them as if it's their issue? Or do we look at ourselves and say, what am I not doing? And that feeling that's in us is what you mentioned, which is what God puts in us. And it draws us out. It draws out our best. We are so much more than we believe. And that's God's way, I think, of saying there's more in you there. I made you for more. <laughs> right? There's more possible for you and there's more possible from you. And you are stronger, more capable and more fantastic than you can ever imagine. And so I love that you, as we close this, this powerful segment today with all this conversation is so great. I love that you brought it back to that. And um, I'm also, I'm going to close with a quote. I love to close, close with quotes. Um, there's a, a former college football player, Inky Johnson, who got injured and he is now a motivational speaker, but you can Google him and look him up on YouTube and such. But one of the quotes I love that he says, and it's so applicable here is don't be upset by the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. That's it. Don't be upset by the results you didn't get with the work you didn't do. Amen. 
I am Monica Rickey. I am, as always, so happy to spend these t- this time with you on Saturday mornings. It is an honor. It is a pleasure. I am so thrilled to be part of this community. 